Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Creator, 
Mother, Father, God, Source, all the one, all that is. May the ancestors hear our prayers. Ancestors, 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 we call out to you during a tumultuous time of alarming change and ask you to guide us to our courage, confidence, and compassion. Enable us to heal from the past, be open to the future, and embrace the present. Grant us the ability to willingly shed our old skin and take the necessary risk to write a new narrative for ourselves and for our world. And most importantly, enable us to place our heads below our hearts, to put people over profits, and to love one another. For in doing so, we are remembering to love ourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. So it is. Good evening and welcome to Wisdom Walk Talk here on Black Hole Radio and my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk to Self-Mastery. I am your host and guide, Jojapa Maria and Saroma. Now, June is the second of three water months in this double fire year, and it's a time for emotional releasing and peacemaking, according to the ancient Dagara medicine wheel from West Africa. In America, June is a time for important endings like graduations and beginnings like weddings. These happy endings of life wouldn't be experienced without embracing the patience, who I call the divine timekeeper, and persistence, the divine chauffeur. In the postmodern Western cultures that reward speed and abhor taking time, slowing down, getting still, and waiting patiently with persistence is often considered a waste of time rather than a virtue. Join me for my two live broadcasts and accompanying videos as I share with you my journey to deepen my understanding and appreciation for why and how we can wait for right timing, right relationships, and right alignment for the sharing of our gifts, our talents, and our genius. And tonight I begin my spiritual spills with Patience Wins the World. But first, for those of you who may be listening into the broadcast, if you have a problem with your internet connection, you can listen through this phone number, which is area code 563-999-3089. I will upload a video of the broadcast to my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk to Self Mastery. And if you have any questions, you want to share some comments, you want to give me some props, you can do so on my Facebook page, which is Wisdom Walk Radio or through the Facebook group, Wisdom Walk Community, which you're welcome to join. My website, which is www.wisdomwalktoselfmastery.com, or in the comment section below the YouTube video. But right now, I ask you to sit or lay back and join me for an exploration of the inner landscape where we can connect to our soul and discover the true treasure of being human.
Wow, 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 folks. Oh, my goodness. What a time we're in. What a time we're in. You know, a society that actually has to uh, debate over whether or not to protect children, yeah, that, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Or that after such an unbelievable horrific mass shooting in a school where the majority of children were below the age of 13, to not have the entire country take a day off, parents being off, uh, parents being off so they could stay home with their children and comfort them and talk to them and process what happened, yeah. Yeah, we got we got some we got a lot of work to do in this country. We got a lot a lot of work to do in this country. So, you know, this work that I present to you through with and walk talk is really really my intent to help people learn how to grow, heal and love themselves because when we are loving ourselves, we're more able to do exactly what we need to be doing to make the world a better place for children. Yeah. So um, for all of you out there listening to this and all of you who are doing your work, thank you so much. For those of you who are on the fence, get off into it. And for those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, learn. Learn. It's time. It's time to wake up, grow up, clean up, heal up, and really take on what you know, there's no denying about the fact that we've, we've got some serious problem. We've got some serious problem, yeah. So I'm going to begin tonight, as always, sharing with you the elemental wisdom for this week, which occurred on Saturday because January 1st fell on a Saturday. So the elemental week goes from Saturday through Friday, and that will be May 4th through the 10th. And then I'll also share with you the Elemental Wisdom for May 11th through the 17th. So yesterday, May 4th, we rolled into a mineral week in this water month. And here's the opportunity. It's about remembering your purpose. Yes, allowing the power of love to remind you of who you truly are, what you really want to do, have, and be in your life. Follow your heart and soul and take the necessary risks to experience your true power and uniqueness. Now, for a while, I have not been sharing distractions that I got the hit this week I needed to do that. So here are distractions to you really remembering your purpose, four of them. Number one, choosing to stay in confusion. Yeah, confusion is a choice. So if you're sitting up and saying, oh, I don't know what my purpose is, you can find out. Always starts with a prayer. Lord, enable me, or whatever you call your God, or greater order and direction, enable me to remember my purpose because it's in you. You are born full. Nobody has to teach you your purpose. Nobody can teach you your purpose. It is a remembering process, I say. Also, engaging in melodramas, and you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Stay away from that. That has nothing to do with supporting you and spending the time 
really working on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's a distraction. Next, taking on problems and challenges that you have the ability to tackle, but which are not for you to do because they are not in alignment with your higher purpose. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we think we can solve problems for other people, but even if we do, if they haven't done it, if they haven't had the experience and the realizations, not gonna, it's not going to work for them. It's not going to change them. It, it's just an intellectual exercise. So don't do people's work for them. Trust, just be a cheerleader. Tell them, you know what, you're going to figure it out. You're going to get it. But keep the focus where it needs to be, which is on you. And then last but not least, fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we will be afraid to step into our purpose because is that really me? Can I really do that? Can I really have that? Can I really be that? Let that go. Again, back to it starts with a prayer. Lord, enable me not to be afraid of my purpose, of remembering it. Yeah. Now, after the mineral week, we get into, on May 11th, next Saturday, a double water week. Yeah, we flow into this double water week in a water month. So we got all this good water energy that's going to be showing up after the mineral. And the opportunity is release what can no longer support your new journey. Call upon the power of love and the element of water to enable you to peacefully and gently bid farewell to the people, places, or things that once sustained you. Express gratitude for these were essential contributions you received to your healing and growth. But now you've outgrown their energy and it's time to make room for the new energy that is about to show up for you. Embrace vulnerability. Embrace the unknown. Say yes. Uh, I love that. Okay, so here are the distractions to releasing what no longer works. Number one, fear of loss. Yeah, we'll focus more on what, I'm, what am I losing versus what is, what is it I'm going to gain? What is it I'm cleaning out for to come in? Because, you know, if the room is packed up with old stuff, you ain't getting nothing new in there. Or if it tries to come in, it's all going to be crowded. You're not going to be able to appreciate it or enjoy it, right? So, again, Let's not focus on what we're losing. Let's focus on what we're gaining. The fear of the unknown, another big one, because I had a great conversation with my sister this morning, um, as we usually do. It's so wonderful when you have somebody you agree with. <laughs> and she's so brilliant. Oh, my God, she's so brilliant. But she was saying that, you know, the big challenge for most people is that we're so afraid of being in a place where we don't feel secure, where we don't feel safe in terms of, you know, how we go about our lives. And so this unknown, you know, really brings up and triggers that fear. So it's really, really a big challenge about the unknown. Learning how to accept the unknown is, it's a practice. It's a discipline even. But again, back to it always starts with a prayer, Lord, enable me to open up and learn how to expect the unknown. Because if you know it, then you're always going to be repeating what doesn't work. Yeah, or what can't work anymore, even better. 
So if we're going to get to the new, we've got to step into the not knowing. Yeah. Uh, third distraction, needing to know or explain outcomes that have yet to be lived. Like I love my science shows. They have some great CGI in them. But when them scientists start talking about how the sun is going to end and then how the universe is going to die off and, you know, I'd be like, oh, you got now, huh? You, you think you got it all figured out. Yeah. Uh, huh? Yeah. I mean, we really, we really don't know. And so trying to explain the ending of something or outcomes, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, you can say it's possible theoretically, but the reality is you won't know what's really going to happen until it happens. Imagine that. And then last but not least, holding on out of false obligation and false guilt. Big ones, big ones, big ones, big ones. And the reason I say it's false is because if an obligation is done, if an obligation no longer needs you in the way it did previously, um, and if you're feeling guilty about something and letting that drive your behavior and your actions, not a good day. And it doesn't feel good really doesn't feel good. And yeah, it's hard to confront that stuff because, you know, you're worried about what people are going to say about you, how are people going to talk about you, how are they going to think about you. But you know what? You got to put on your big boy and your big girl pants and realize that people are going to say and do and think whatever they want. That has nothing to do with you staying true to who you are and what it is you know you need to do. Yeah. For yourself. It's okay. Selfful, selfful. So that is our elemental wisdom for this week and the following week. And I hope that it is a support to you as we navigate, again, through this very, very, very tumultuous time that is happening on our planet and in this country as well. Yeah. As a reminder... Every month we celebrate Earth Day, and so Wednesday, June 22nd, will be our monthly Earth Day. Now, I have been talking up the Canopy Project that um, is on the earthday.org website where they are working with global partners to reforest areas in dire need of rehabilitation, including areas with some of the world's communities most at risk for climate change and, and environmental degradation. So they've conducted broad tree planting in the wake of environmental disasters, and they're asking people to contribute as little as a dollar. So I encourage you to go to the website, www.earthday.org, and check out the Canopy Project and give what you can. The next... Um, project they have going on is called Fashion for the Earth, where they are promoting what they call sustainable fashion. This refers to clothing supply chain that is ecologically and socially responsible. It aims to reorient the industry and consumers away from the fast fashion model and towards sustainable practices in sourcing, production, distribution, marketing, and consumption. And again, you'll find that at the um, website of earthday.org, the fashion industry 
must change. And remember, I truly believe that together we can make this planet habitable for the seventh generation that's coming after us. Ashe. Okay. Tonight, my spiritual spill, again, is about patience wins the world, and here's my overview for you. I'm going to first talk about the cosmic truth of patience and persistence. Then I'm going to talk about why patience is essential in today's world. Next, I'll share with you the gifts of patience according to my experience. And then I will, of course, give you a personal growth opportunity to do. My two quotes for tonight, um, one comes from a wonderful um, gifted spiritual teacher and the author of the book I'm currently reading called Take Your Time, How to Find Patience, Peace, and Meaning. And then the second quote is from my grandma, my maternal grandma, Miss Lillian Cornelia Brown, who was really my first and primary spiritual teacher. So as Warren, who lived from 1910 to 1999, says, patience is the very, very heart of love. I don't think any skill in life is more valuable. And my grandma, Miss Lillian, who lived from 1910 to 1997, she said, Cha, patience wins the world. Yes, 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 yes. So cosmic truth, patience and persistence, and how they function for our benefit. So, you know, my grandma, like I said, she's really my first spiritual teacher and, um, uh, you know, my minister. Uh, She always had some wise advice, some great deep wisdom um, to share. And she would say that a lot to me and, and to my brother and sister too or anybody else who was listening. Patience wins the world. And she was talking from her life experiences. So when she said it, even though as a child I really didn't comprehend what she was talking about, but I knew I could trust. I knew I could trust her advice. And so, um, you know, quite recently when I realized that I was exhausted, that I was working in a way that really wasn't supporting my health and keeping myself in balance, um, when I realized that, you know, some of the impact that um, this COVID world, this climate change, uh, mass shootings and things are having on me is I was, you know, not paying enough attention to myself. And I was um, giving out a lot of energy, but not doing the things to refill my tank. And so in that process that I took on to get myself back into balance, which I'm still working on, um, I'm up to week 10, Uh, I realized that I had to have patience for getting back into balance. 
Um, you know, I'm a fire person, and fire people like to be moving all the time. You know, I am a nomad. I like to get in my car and travel, you know, even if I just drive, you know, 20 miles and back, doing nothing but just moving, you know, I just love to do that. Uh, but I really had to just stop and get still and take on learning, you know, how to get myself back into balance. And so part of that process was I realized I needed to really learn how to slow down more. Um, I grew up in New York City, so, you know, it's like this, right? You know, you've got a million people behind you, so quick, quick, fast, go, 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 you know. Um, and I realized that if I stayed in that mindset, especially unconsciously, it, it was going to take me out. It's going to kill me. So I did pick up this book, um, Take Your Time, and the first thing it starts talking about is patience. And that had me start to think about, okay, what is patience really about? Because we all hate to have to wait. <laughs> you know, like when I was a kid and it was, you know, Christmas, you knew Christmas was going to be coming, or even Halloween, or even for the annual showing of The Wizard of Oz on television, you know, you were always saying, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. You know, we say that I can't wait. But in reality, you do have to wait, and you do wait, um, but it's not something that we like to do. And I realized that if I didn't make peace with my waiting, if I didn't really learn how to integrate it and understand it at a deeper level, um, I was not going to get healthy um, in the way that I want to be healthy. And so I began to just start to really think about it, to contemplate it, to open up to the learning. Um, and to think about my own life, the role that patience has played in doing exactly what my grandmother says, wins the world. And what does wins the world mean? What does that mean to me? And for me, it really means freedom. It really means freedom. Winning the world to me is freedom, that I am able to decide for myself how I want to be, who I want to be, where I want to go, what I want to do, you know, and to be able to have that level of freedom, yeah, I've had to really learn and accept being patient. So I thought that this might help in my, um, you know, sharing with you a kind of a deeper understanding of patience and persistence together. And so I'm going to share with you the function that I believe these two entities are. So I'm give, I've given them mythic names and functions. Uh, so patience I call the guardian of right outcomes and the divine timekeeper. So patience, I realize, and my experience of it is a feminine energy. It's a willingness and an attitude to remain in flow with my sacred contract and my promises. It is a high level of consciousness that when applied to something or someone for a health and wellness reason, for a beneficial reason, for the good of myself and others, it's an expression of love. 
Yeah. Patience is an expression of love. Now, I emphasize that because, yes, patience can be applied to fear-centered things like revenge, manipulation, or some evil intent. But like everything in the cosmos, we get to choose how we engage with it, either in love or in fear. And so I choose to engage with this guardian of right outcomes out of love and patience has truly connected me with my heart, to my heart. And I think it can do that for us. It will connect us to our heart. Persistence, the mythic name for it is the guardian of patience. Yes. And the divine chauffeur to fulfillment or to your happy endings. And here's what I mean by that. So persistence is a masculine energy, and it enables us to take on the internal work that drives the external behaviors and activities required to cultivate, which is about learning, practicing, and growing, a positive and loving experience of patience. Yeah, yeah. Persistence is the ability to do what is required to confront impatience. Yeah. And so impatience and inconsistency, right, that, that's the opposing force to patience and persistence. So I see um, patience and persistence you know, that masculine and energy and masculine and feminine unified energy coming together, coming together to do what? To outwit, to transcend, to overcome, to move past the impatience, who I call the destroyer of right outcomes, and that's a masculine energy, and inconsistency, which is the guardian of not right outcomes, and that is the feminine energy. So it kind of flips, it kind of reverses, yeah, yeah. Now, why is it that now more than ever we need to cultivate patience and persistence on this planet? Now, I could point to, um, like, the COVID, right, um, uh, pandemic, and say, if only we had, as a global community, been more patient in the beginning around, you know, slowing things down, wearing our mask, um, you know, getting what would really help us uh, accept that this was a very, very, very dangerous um, entity we were dealing with. If we had only been more patient, you know, things could be different. I could, I could say that. Um, climate change. Um, if we'd only been more patient around, you know, accepting the fact that it was happening, you know, um, rather than rushing to ignore it, yeah, 
you know, things might be a little different. I could, I could go there because there's some things we know, like if we've had more patience, if we've taken more time to either learn, understand, accept, yeah, things would be different. But here is why I think we really need patience and persistence, where we need to understand it as this cosmic, cosmic energies that are here to help us is because we have convinced ourselves, and Western culture has led the way, we've convinced ourselves that we know it all and we can know it all. And worse, this is what's even worse, we believe we're supposed to know it all and we'll make up lies to protect that insanity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, quick story, um, a friend of mine who lives in another country where they give children in middle school, in order to get into a high school, a 15-hour standardized test. And she had sent out a message to our community to ask for prayers for him taking the test because Basically, what happens is standardized testing is used to say who's going to be able to go into, right, the, the, the class of people who can be, you know, economically stable and fit versus those who are going to have to struggle and suffer, basically what it comes down to. And so she um, let us know that um, he, he survived it. And he came out, and he was so happy that he had, you know, he persevered. He got through the 15 hours. And um, then she said that he very quickly got upset and was judging himself because he believed there were at least two questions that he got wrong. And she was talking about how hard it was as a mother to watch him beat up on himself like that, you know. And I messaged to her, you know, please remind him that he's not a robot. <laughs> that as humans were supposed to make mistakes and that he did his best and that's enough. Oh, and also telling how much you love him. Um, you know, so we have gotten to a point where we're actually believing that if we don't know, there's something wrong with us that we've, we've done something wrong and now we're going to die and our life is going to be miserable, you know, this is a reality that goes on. And it goes on in some, you know, ways like this, but there's some other subtle ways that this thinking, supposed to know it all, is really what guides us in our choices, in our attitude, in our health. Yeah. You know, the Matrix Resurrection, I really, really love. A lot of people didn't get that movie because it's so deep. It's got a lot in it. Um, but one of my favorite lines is from Neo saying, I don't know and I don't know how to know, which means I'm open to learning something new, to going beyond my human limitation of my ego and embrace that I am not the center of the universe because guess what? I didn't create it. Yeah. And most importantly, I'm not God. Yeah. Yeah. Impatience and inconsistency are really, really the result of us not 
able or willing to believe in a greater order and direction. When we take on that we've got to do it all on our own, that we've got to figure it all out, um, that it's all got to be perfect, you know. Um, like people really think they know how the pyramids were built. They really think they got that figured out, you know. It's like, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, you, you just, you sit in that. Or what the the, the uh, sphinx is about and where it came from. Yeah. Yeah, you just keep thinking that. You know, there are things that are supposed to be mystery, and that's okay. It's okay that we don't know. It's not going to kill us. <laughs> We're just not supposed to know. We're not supposed to know. Or it's not the right time to know. Maybe if we knew the truth about how the pyramids were built, it would just blow our minds and we would just drop dead immediately, you know, whatever. So I say all of that to say that I really think the times we're living in require us to reclaim our humanity, which is we are limited, folks. We are not God. We, we don't even really know how the universe starts. The Big Bang is a theory. It's a theory, okay? Um, but we don't know because we weren't there. You know, we're looking at things, we're getting evidence, you know, we're using science and, you know, and there's some brilliant um, scientific minds. I, you know, I give people their props, but that doesn't mean you know everything. And the ones who really, really get it, the ones who are authentic scientists and what science really is about, they'll be the first ones to tell you, you know, but yeah, we really don't know. But, you know, these are our projections. These are our theories. So patience and persistence to me, are what put us into a place to really honor the cosmic truth that we're not here to know everything. We're here to learn what it is we need to do in order to have our happy endings in life, to get fulfilled in life, to be in love with the world so that we don't hesitate about what is the right thing to do to protect children. Yeah. That's what this is about. So cultivating patience and merging that consciously with persistence can really make a huge, huge change, a huge change for us. Yeah. So now I want to share with you the gifts of patience that I have received from my life, from my living, my experience. And I'll give you a little bit of a personal story uh, relate, that relates to this. So I got four gifts I want to share with you. The first one is that patience brings a getting free or getting freed up from repeating unhealthy, unwise, and disappointing patterns because you give yourself time to learn more of the truth about a person, a thing, or a situation. Yeah. Um, You know, one of the first things you learn as you take on self-mastery work is to begin to notice the patterns that are showing up in your life, especially around things where you're not fulfilled, where you're unhappy, disappointed, felt betrayed, felt left, 
felt abandoned, you know, because these things go back to our core wound in childhood. And until we heal them, they'll keep coming around. It'll keep coming around. And the only way you get to heal them is what? Oh, yeah, you got to have patience. It's not going to happen overnight, you know. Like so many people will uh, advertise things in terms of new thought and and spirituality and healing. Like, yeah, within six weeks you're going to be able to. Oh, within three months you're going to be able to. Yeah. You may get what I call a preview. You know, the universe will give you a preview. It will say, yeah, here's what, here's what life can be like. But getting to that where it is integrated and it is a part of your normal daily experience in life, oh, that takes some time. It just takes some time. And it's really upsetting to me when people buy into, you know, this quick fix in regards to especially healing core wounds. No. It takes time. So patience brings that gift of the time that's required to get freed up from those patterns. Another gift is greater clarity being gained about what you truly desire. Yeah. Because a lot of times, especially when we're young and we're still growing and learning, we'll get attracted to something that really may not fit into who we really are, what our sacred contract really is, right? Um, And so when we cultivate patience in regards to when something is brought to us or we're shown something, just say, let me wait and see, does this really line up and learn more about what is really, really right for you? Yeah. The third gift is about growing beyond my subconscious limitations or yours. That's what patience does. Now, your subconscious is a part of yourself that is going to speak to the universal uh, web and source or field of what everything comes out of, you know. That black hole in the center of the galaxy, let's just call it that, Hanukkah. so it's not really your brain that talks to the it talks to the center of the galaxy. It really is your subconscious because it speaks in the language of vibration. And our subconscious, right, it's not in our conscious mind. We kind of fall over our subconscious, like I said before, when we're caught up in a pattern that we don't like and it keeps repeating, it keeps repeating. Then you know, okay, there's something going on. There's something I'm believing about myself, about my world, about um, my life that it's not working for me. I need to change that up, right? So when you participate and embrace patience, you're going to be able to give yourself the time required to grow beyond that limitation. For example, if you're always in debt, if you're always in debt, that no matter how much money comes in, no matter how fast the money comes in, that you just end up in debt, there's a belief system going on. And the belief system may be something like, unless you're in debt, you're never going to really be a good person. It could be something like that, something crazy like that. But until you take the time to really become conscious of it, you can't grow out of it. 
Yeah, you'll just keep repeating it. And then lastly, um, and to me, this is the gift that has really, really made such a profound difference in my life and in how I get to live my life. It is the gift of experiencing the existence of my greater order and direction or having my faith validated by trusting the process for maintaining alignment with what is right for me. Yeah, you know, because you can read the Bible, you can read Bible stories, you can be told about God, you can sit and you can pray, you can do all of that. But until you actually get an experience of your God, yeah, and once you get that experience, oh, my goodness, it's a whole different world that you step into. So let me tell you, give you my example about what happens when I leave the place I thought I was going to be in for the rest of my life in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I leave in 2014. And it takes about six years until the end of 2014. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.